Welcome everyone to the second instant reaction podcast of the day as the Philadelphia Eagles fall in an upset to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ending their season much earlier than a lot of people thought it would have been uh, about a month and a half ago. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning into this. If you are here for the first time, make sure you uh, subscribe to the channel, like the video. If you're here for the first time in audio format, make sure you subscribe to this channel and leave a review. Uh, I try to do these after some big things that happen in the world of sports. It's been mainly football so far, but that'll branch out as time goes on. But uh, yeah, this was a, a shocker to say the least, as the, the Eagles fall to, to Tampa Bay. Uh, one last plug here, I guess. Um, find me on social media. My name is Peter Klein. I am at Primetime Klein on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Twitch.tv slash Primetime PK. Um, from the Philadelphia Eagles, quite simply not good enough in this football game. This was a failure on all accounts, as it has been for the last six, seven, eight games now for Tampa Bay, or sorry, for, for Philadelphia. We'll get to Tampa Bay in a moment. The... There is not one aspect of this football team that you can look at right now and say, okay, but they played well. Um, offensively, poor. Defensively, atrocious. Uh, they, they coached very badly. Like, this is a, a failure on all levels of this organization to allow something like this to happen to a team that was within a couple of plays of a Super Bowl a season ago. This... It is one of the bigger collapses you will see. Um, and I, I, I understand kind of prisoner of the moment. Maybe this is a little bit hyperbole right now, but we've had about a month to, to work our way through this. And even coming into this, it was okay. Yeah, like they're, they're struggling. They'll get it against Tampa Bay, but do we really take them seriously? It's like, well, they... They did not get it against Tampa Bay. This was awful. Let's start uh, on the offensive side of things. And it starts early for me. Um, I feel like that was the key. Obviously, big moments throughout the game that, that were missed. But first quarter, the, the Buccaneers have just rammed it down your throat. Like, just absolutely did everything they wanted to on offense instead of, with the exception of score. Um, that they do get held to a field goal, which is a big stop for that that Philadelphia defense. But then the Eagles come out. Jalen Hurts under pressure on third down, throws it up in the air. And it's something we talked about back in the the, the Buffalo-Pittsburgh breakdown. And this is, I think, a, a, an excellent example of what happens when you don't do what we were talking about. Talking about Stephon Diggs. Um, Deontay Johnson did this too. So did um, Hardy, the, the receiver for, for Buffalo. You go in... And like you, you run your route, you turn around and you're waiting for the ball to get there. What I thought Buffalo receivers did, Pittsburgh receivers did really effectively, they take that half step forward. And in this case, it probably needed to be a full step and, and a bit forward because Hertz is throwing and Brett comes in and hits his arm a little bit. So the pass sort of flutters and Goddard runs his route and he stops and he starts to back into it as if he's going to, to be making uh, a catch in his belly, basically. And you have Antoine Whitfield all over you. Whitfield, who's been in the league, like, forever. Um, he, he's on Madden games on the GameCube, I think. Like, it's it, that's exaggeration, but it feels like it, right? He's been around for forever. He's going to knock that pass away 10 times out of 10. You have to be able to come up, attack that football, make that play, 
and maybe give yourself a chance to, to run around. Like, Goddard's bigger than Whitfield. He might be able to break that tackle. That could be a big momentum-shifting play early in the game. Instead, he just backs away into the ball like it's going to come to him. Make that extra effort. Make that play. Go out and get that football. Instead, he doesn't. It gets knocked away. It's fourth down. They punt. Temp Bay comes down. Chunk play, chunk play, chunk play scores. Um, next drive. It's 10-0. The wheels have already started to fall off. If this game was in Philly, they'd be booing you already. Um, but it's in, in Tampa Bay. The crowd is going. They're getting pumped. Cannons are flying off because there's a pirate ship back there. Everything is going insane. Once again, it's third down. Hurts, quick pass over to the left side. Goddard drops it. And I'm not putting this entire loss on Dallas Goddard. The pass definitely could have been in a better spot. And there was a couple reads that, that Fields missed earlier. That They had one where one, I think, was doing just like a quick out. And um, the, the tight end was going into the flat, or the slot receiver was. And... There were two defenders right underneath, but you could definitely complete that pass or with a bit of touch, get it over to the the, the, the up top receiver and it just never happened. Um, instead, they went short, ended up being short of the first down, passing the out, knocked away. Uh, ball game, basically, is what it felt like. Really is what it felt like. It's just, it's those key plays that this team was making a thousand of a season ago and they were making none of here. Like it's just, it's a couple of those examples where it just wasn't working. But to be fair, um, and again, like no, no level of this team played well. So I can't even say like, well, this is all on the defense. I think it's more on the defense than it is on the offense. This defense couldn't stop a thing. The middle of the field, it looked like a CFL game out there. And that, that is not a knock on the coverage of uh, Canadian Football League defensive backs. It's just, it looked like they were playing with a field that was bigger on offense. Like it, it seemed like it was a cartoon. And as soon as Baker would get the ball, the field just like, bloop expands and all of a sudden there's all this free room out there and Baker's just dealing to everyone right David Moore is making plays and we've all absolutely know who David Moore is like that there's that there's just all of this room out there and they're picking it apart and they're getting no pressure on Baker um Rashad White is carving him up on runs up the middle um, Mike Evans is dropping passes and it's still leading to big plays for, for Tampa Bay. Like they just, they got everything they wanted. And for the Eagles, we'll talk more big picture about Philadelphia on uh, couch potato diary, the flagship show tomorrow, but Patricia as a defensive coordinator, that experiment, I think it was a, they talked about it on the broadcast a bit. It was an experiment that went wrong. And I think cost them their season. It was an overreaction to not allow your guys to try to get the things back on track. And it was an overreaction that, like, who knows, maybe it doesn't get back on track. But this one absolutely put the the, the, the nail in the coffin for this. Killed the, killed the Eagles season dead, in my opinion. Matt Patricia is an atrocious coach and should not be anywhere near any sort of decision making at the National Football League level. Just just awful. And th this defense had nothing. And you could hear in the way that they were talking about it on the broadcast. And it's it's a national rights holder. It's the, the most views that ESPN is going to get all season long. So they're not just going to go on, oh, well, yeah, that coach, dog shit. But they were kind of saying, well, you know, like that, it seemed like maybe a bit of an overreaction at the time, even though Matt Patricia's been around a bit. Uh, but it seemed like a bit of an overreaction at the time. And Darius Slay was saying, yeah, like having trouble getting, like a defense really takes to their personality of their coordinator and we haven't really figured that out yet. Um, it was a lot of coded language of like, this guy sucks. Um, and it, what's not so coded is the result out on the football field. That guy sucked. And... Like, the, the execution wasn't there as well. Like, Bradbury missing tackles was awful. Um, missing coverages was awful. Like, all of it was really bad. Um, they, they weren't pressuring Baker nearly enough 
for a quarterback who was dealing with some form of an injury. He looked fine, by the way, and just picked them apart. This was the type of showing from Baker Mayfield that had us kind of pick him as a um, as someone who could lead a team to win a, a pretty bad division. But it was best-case scenario because Philadelphia wasn't offering a whole lot of resistance. On the Tampa Bay side, just a, a phenomenal win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Like, they, they um, Tom Brady leaves, great long-time buck. Uh, Tom Brady leaves and you're thinking okay there's going to be a bit of a down year but Baker Mayfield comes in and how do you not root for this kid after what he went through with the Odell Beckham Jr. stuff the the Browns I don't think really gave him a fair shake I think he had a lot of growing up to do and to his credit he did it and um took being out of the NFL for a long time as a humbling experience and has come back and been exactly what was needed and he was out there for everybody. Tampa Bay got him and targeted him as their guy and and he paid off. He was excellent in this game. Um he's never going to be the mobile runner that he looked like he was in college, but he's mobile enough to move around in the pocket, create a couple of opportunities, like get get a couple of runs that could be deemed successful for first downs, but he was on point in this game. Even his misses were just a little off. Like he, everything was cruising for Baker Mayfield in this game. And he was able to keep that pressure on Philadelphia all game. They were struggling defensively and he was not going to let them up off the mat for a second. And they got big plays from unexpected sources and were able to, to come away with a win. On the defensive side, it's been a work in progress for Tampa Bay defensively all season long. The numbers season long aren't going to look very good, but they've been getting healthier and healthier and healthier as the season goes on, which means they are getting better and better and better as the season goes on. It's been fun to watch for Tampa Bay. We had a rooting interest in them uh, financially at the, the regular season. They paid it off, and now they come up with a big-time win. And now, again, we'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow. One of Tampa Bay or Detroit is going to be playing for a conference championship after the divisional round. It's it's wild, man. It's so much fun. But, like, overall, this was a dud of a weekend. But it leads to some gigantic storylines out of Dallas, out of Philadelphia, maybe a little bit out of Pittsburgh, but some marquee franchises with some big question marks now after the, the results here. And I think there's, like, obviously more of them from the, the Philadelphia side, right? Like, is Jalen Hurts that dude? I still think he can be. Um, what... How different would this be if A.J. Brown was healthy? How much longer is this offensive line going to stay intact? That Jason Kelsey was taking this one hard, and I'm not going to speculate. Um, he is still playing at the, the, the highest level of this sport. No center in the NFL is better than him. But at the same time, they were talking a lot about how many old dudes were on Philadelphia. And there, there becomes a point where it's veteran leadership, and then it crosses over and just being old. So this is such an interesting interesting uh, interesting offseason sorry for the the Philadelphia Eagles and it starts a whole lot earlier than a lot of people would have anticipated that's going to do it for this instant reaction show thank you all so much for tuning in again if you are watching uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel like the video if you are listening subscribe to the channel and leave a review coming up on the podcast tomorrow going to look at the bigger picture storylines coming out of Super Wildcard weekend in the NFL plus it is UFC 297 fight week which means we are going to continue our coverage with the non-main event fighters to, to keep an eye on for this one. We talked about the main eventers on Monday. Uh, we talked about the other wildcard games on Monday. If you want all of that podcast and video up now. 
tomorrow. It's all about these couple of games and then bigger picture NFL in general and uh, UFC 297. So that is what is on the card for tomorrow. One more time, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show, Diary at yahoo.com. Thank you all so much for staying up late and watching some football with me, and I'll talk to all of you later. Have a good day, everybody.